0: Yeah, it's Mr. Anka, Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah, check. Fantasy sports and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen to tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, B soccer, two. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy sports and politics, crew. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fantasy sports and politics, crew. Yeah. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Uh, fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah, like on. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Thursday edition of the FSP Crew Show. I am your host with the most, JT, AKA The Master, and I'm joined by my theme co-host, Jeff the Joker, two Jersey guys. Always laying it down. You know we're from Jersey. Just listen to the two accents, and, and you can tell. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. i say that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to Jeff or me. Got a chat room sitting out there. You want to pop in that chat room, ask a question, make a statement or a comment. And you can do so at your pleasure at your leisure, I should say. All right. We got a, uh, half hour show. So, uh, let me get to my, uh, esteemed cohost. Um, and then we can, uh, start off, uh, whatever, uh, whatever direction I want to go. What's up, Jeff? Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff? I can't hear Jeff. Okay. Let me try this. I can't hear Jeff. Don't know what's going on. Uh, Six. Hello, Jeff? Hey Jerry. How you doing there, Jeff? Hold on a minute. Let, let's let's get some of this stuff out of here. Jesus. Okay. Uh um, Leave your name, telephone number and brief message. Oh. Okay. You there, Jeff? I'm here. Okay. All right. Uh we had a little technical difficulties. People sorry for that. Um my, two, my esteemed co-host Jeff the Joker. What's up, man? How you been? I'm good. How about you? All right. All right, Jeff. Um, we had some, uh, a barrage, I should say, of uh, players, running backs, uh, and the like go down last week. It was a, um, it was uh Pretty bad. Danny Woodhead. Adrian Peterson. Uh, um, I'm trying to think who else went down. And, and uh, um, Doug Martin for a few weeks. Jonathan Stewart for a few weeks. Um, and who am I leaving out here, Jeff, uh, the well, last week? you know,
1: t- t- guys like Jonathan Stewart, I mean, they're always on injury report. I mean, yep. he's good when he's healthy. Oh, another guy who's kind of a Jonathan Stewart type is a Ryan Matthews. Yes. You know, good ball player, but, you know, not the most durable cat. hmm So, uh, but, yeah, the the big fantasy news, of course, is AP.
0: Ooh. Ooh. And, and I don't know if I th- – I think I've told you this before more than once, Jeff. Um. Anytime I've had AP for whatever reason, I've never had good luck with him. So I try to avoid him. I I I went back to the well a few times, and every time I went back to the well, I um um was pe- got the uh, uh I wouldn't say penalized for it, but I I didn't reap the rewards of of um the uh the legend AP. I I've, I I've, I've been on the um minus side of that. And, uh, so I've stayed away from him for, for quite a while now. And, uh, uh, I, I, uh, feel for the owners of AP expecting, um, big things compared to what he, he had last year, uh, 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 thinking something like that would happen this year. I had a member in my, and I have to say this, uh, I had a, uh, um, My protege, let me put it that way, my uh, nephew had a league, or had the league. He's had it for like the last six or seven years, whatever, fantasy league. And when he first started the league, um, I got into it. And one of his friends uh, was absolutely horrible, had no clue about fantasy football. No clue, no clue. And for whatever reason, I took him under my wing and showed him um, it, it basically the ins and outs, and, and let him run with, with whatever his gut would tell him, and and, and uh, at you know giving places to look uh, for information and, and what you should look for, and blah blah blah, and so on and so forth. Long story short, um, year before last, he wins the championship. Um, he's become a better fantasy football player. And he had drafted AP this year. Well, before the season, and this is the fact: before the season, two or three days, two or three days before the season, he he texts me and, and say, "What do you think about AP?" Um, I, I got a feeling that um he's not going to do what um he's done in the past. I just got a feeling. I said, "Well, sometimes you got to go with your gut." Um. And if you feel that you need to get rid of them uh, no matter what the statistics say no matter what the uh, so-called experts say um, if you feel in your gut that that would be the move for you do it so he uh, traded away AP and I forget who he got uh, for him he got some decent pieces but I, mean, I forget exactly who he got but the, the, the point is he he got rid of AP and uh, lo and behold, you know, two weeks into the season, the second week, quite naturally, he gets hurt. Uh, he hadn't been running that well, and, and just like Todd Gurley, he hadn't been doing too too much. He was a hot garbage basically, and he gets hurt, and then he's out. And uh, he, he 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 reflected back to that conversation. He says, "I'm glad I uh, I went with my gut," and I, I reiterated again. I said, "Sometimes you got to go with your gut." regardless of what, what the um, uh, numbers say and what the so-called experts that are in your ear are saying. What's your thoughts?
1: You know, um, the thing is, if, if you go with the way you feel, good or bad, it's easy to live with, you know? Mm-hmm. So yep. the thing is, I, I got to admit, I took AP and a lot of mock drafts. Mm-hmm. I thought he had one good year left. Um uh, good thing those mocks don't count, because <laughs> I didn't get him in any real drafts. Same here. Um, and because of his uh, contract, uh, this this might be his last year in Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, I, I really believe it is.
1: Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of it has to do with, and unfortunately, people aren't going to forget about him missing a whole year, or almost a whole year, when he got busted for uh, abusing his son mm-hmm. and uh you know i think uh Neil said i mean he he got way carried away with that and uh and showed no remorse afterwards
0: mm-hmm.
1: a- and uh, you know uh this is secondary, but he cost himself a lot of endorsement money with that,
0: sure and I
1: think it's gonna cost him uh, off the field uh opportunities so uh hopefully he's got his act together as far as parenting goes um, and uh, you know he's a, he's a Hall of Famer I mean he, he's been first that balance. impressive
0: first ballot yeah.
1: I mean he's that good and yep. I remember when he came back from that ACL and you know nine months later he's as good as new and then all these you know self-appointed geniuses said oh now you come back from an ACL as good as new in nine months Uh uh-uh. uh. this guy is exceptional Yep. You know, uh, you, you can't judge other players based on him. You know, this guy's the best of the best. Right. You know, it's like somebody saying, well, uh, you know, Einstein did the theory of relativity real quick. Uh, how come other scientists can't do it like that? It, it doesn't work like that, you know. Nope. And also, nope. you know, when it comes to things like that, every operation is different. Every rehab is different, et cetera, yep. et cetera. I, everyone I, heals. And, and,
0: and everyone heals differently, too.
1: Right, exactly. You, you know, But all of a sudden, all these people were so quick to say, oh, ACL's nothing. ACL's still a big, big deal.
0: Sure um
1: and, and Minnesota, I mean, uh, they look like a mash unit. I mean, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater out for the year. They lost their uh, starting left tackle mm-hmm. um, because the thing is, uh, having a healthy AP was going to make life a lot easier for uh, Sam Bradford. But now – you know, and this is the big fantasy issue is, you know, uh, McKinnon and Asi- Asiata. I think that's going to be a committee, which was actually what they were dealing with. You know, those two were uh, carrying a ball a couple of years ago when uh, AP was out. And uh, I think McKinnon has showed some flashes. But the, the thing is, I think Asiata is going to get the goal line carries, which is about all that guy is good for. You know, I think he averages about two yards a carry. But you know he he can get it in the end zone, you know. But if he doesn't, he's not going to get you much uh, fantasy productivity.
0: Well, let me me ask you something, Jeff, because um, I have, and this is just my gut talking and and my and uh, um, what I see out of, because I I look at running back. You know, I like look uh, um, I like running backs a lot, and I look at McKinnon, um, and I've seen the growth from when he was a rookie last year to the way he runs this year. And I wouldn't be surprised, even though a lot of people are saying it's going to be deja vu like last last year. Um, I think in the beginning um, that it may be um, a, a, a running back by committee with Matt Asiata getting the goal line carries. But I got a sneaking suspicion, it's, and it's a gut feeling, that McKinnon sitting behind AP one more year of maturity second year in the, in the league he was a rookie last year has a better understanding of how to run and and, and set up uh, set up himself to be successful uh as a running back that in the next few games um he's going to show uh, and I could be wrong, but and we'll wait and see. Cause quite naturally, um, I can't uh, I can't see what's going to happen in the future. I can only speculate that he's going to show the type of ability that's going to diminish Asiata's, um touches, and they're going to keep him in there um, because I'm not saying he's going to be AP, but I'm going to say he's going to be an ample replacement and be a uh just a change of pace or just a breather for Matt Asiata to take his place. Um I think uh this week is a real good test, extremely good test of where that's going to be uh against the Carolina Panthers. Um and then going forward we'll have to see how how effective the running game is uh with those two or with the thought I'm saying that um, McKinnon is going to take that over um, uh, for, uh, I wouldn't say as in, just like an AP, but very close to it. I don't know about your thoughts about it, but what I've seen from the preseason, what I've seen when he's been in there, it seems like he's more decisive and, and has a better understanding of what he needs to do to be successful as a running back. Talk to me. You
1: know, um, I guess, well, pretty quick we'll see if that's true or not now mm-hmm. the other um, not with all due respect not as significant as AP is Danny Woodhead who was playing pretty well yep. Um, him going out now yep. I think it was uh, a week or two ago when uh, another running back uh, there was injured they uh, picked up a guy the Giants cut Andre Williams mm-hmm. uh, who I referred to as Andre the Giant and um uh, You know, the thing is, in the NFL, uh, guys signed off the street. They're not going to play much, hopefully. I mean, only an emergency. But some eventually, you know, after a few weeks might get some action. And uh, I'll tell you, I was upset when the Giants cut Williams. Um, I thought he might have been, just as a pure runner, the best running back they had. Um, but he's not a great receiver. He doesn't play special teams. And, you know, they want their backup running backs to play special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so, unfortunately, he lost out. But then, uh, you know, look at the guys they kept. You know, uh, Rashad Jennings, he's already banged up, and that's usual for him. Uh, uh, Shane Vereen, uh, excellent receiver out of the backfield. Pretty, you know, pretty good, very good running back. Mm-hmm. He's not the most durable guy either. And I'm nope. thinking to myself, they're going to regret cutting Williams. So who knows? Williams could be get, picking up yards for the uh, Chargers in a few weeks. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, I think Minnesota signed for some depth, depth uh, Ronnie Hillman, yes. who got cut by the Broncos. Yes. And uh, he's not too shabby either, so who knows? No, he isn't. If,
0: no, he if, isn't. Uh, that... That, that's a that's a that's a, that's a pretty big uh, uh get, Yeah,
1: in, yeah. My I mean, opinion. believe me, you could do a lot worse than him, and he's yep. not some guy who's been sitting around for months. Uh, you know, he he's been to camp, so at least he's not right. he's not uh, rusty. So uh, who knows uh, if things don't work out with uh, McKinnon and uh, Asiata? Who knows? They they might be giving carries to uh, Ronnie Hillman. So um right. um, you you know you never know. But also, I'll tell you. Um, Two quarterbacks went down on Sunday. Um, yep. Actually, three if you count Monday night. So, uh, Josh McCown. Yep. He goes down. Um, mm-hmm. So, that, so now Cleveland's got to start a rookie. Uh, their third starter in three weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's their five, fifth starter in five weeks if you go back to the end of last year.
0: That's um, correct.
1: Which is uh, just goes to show you, you know, the, the, the just the, the sorry. Uh, luck of uh, the Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nice town and a good football town too. And uh, uh Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt and uh then uh Jay Cutler gets hurt on Monday night. So uh you know uh just uh you know it's part of the game, it's a contact sport but uh mm-hmm. makes makes it a lot more complicated for uh fantasy. Now uh the Patriot game they got a short week. They're uh, kicking off in about 15 minutes. Uh, they're at home against Houston.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I saw Garoppolo was inactive, but yeah, I don't know if he was designated as the emergency quarterback or not. You know, because sometimes, you know, the, but but he. So I, I'm not sure how inactive he is, but uh, the the rookie Brissett is going to start. Now I'm curious. You know, the Patriots. They, I'm sure they got a plan. I'm curious what they're going to do, um, and uh, the if you know, uh, and the good news for the Patriots is Gronk is back in the lineup. But uh, you know, Houston, they got uh, the big man Vince Wilfolk, and uh, they got JJ uh, J. Watt, and they got a lot of guys on that defense. And mm-hmm. uh, the uh, the second string quarterback for uh, the Patriots is Julian Edelman. Yep. So uh who yep. hasn't That's played right. quarterback since college. Yep. Um I'm I'm just I'm curious what the what the Patriots are gonna do. If they who knows? Mm-hmm. They could have Brissett and Edelman running the option. You never know with the Patriots. So and uh of course they kept everybody in the dark. And uh teams don't when they have these short weeks, they don't really have full practices, they just have walkthroughs. Um uh, but they didn't they could assign somebody But supposedly, because it was a short week, they didn't think it would make much of a difference because, well, Tim Tebow's playing baseball now. He was in camp with them uh, a couple summers ago. Uh, Chris Sims was a backup for them uh, a few years ago. You know, someone like that, but they didn't even bother. Uh, But uh, uh, it should be uh, interesting circumstances in uh, uh, Foxborough tonight.
0: Well, you know... I don't understand. Uh, I, and the reason I don't understand it, Jeff, is this. It's the third string quarterback. Um, and it's Houston who hasn't given up a touchdown. In what? Five quarters. I think it's something like that. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's five quarters. They haven't given up a touchdown yet. And, uh, uh, in you know, t- since the beginning of the season, the last five quarters they haven't get up a touchdown. So, the first the first game in the first quarter, I I think that's how it was, or in the second quarter, whatever it was, third quarter, whatever, um, is the last time that a team has scored a touchdown, and they're going up against a third string quarterback. I know it's in, in 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 New England, and Houston hasn't beat uh, New England in. Uh, New England in, ooh, five, six games, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what it is. But the line with a fully healthy houston Texans team against a New England team that's with their third-string quarterback is two-and-a-half to one. Two-and-a-half points to one point. I, 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 I don't understand how how the line and and maybe I'm I'm just reaching here can be that close when it seems like to me, and I know I I may be Homer, but it seems like to me if you looked at it objectively um, that the advantage, especially with on the defensive side of the ball is uh, leaning toward Houston and going up against the third string quarterback who hasn't seen all the Intricacies of um, in live action, except for last week, of a Houston, Texas team that's better than what they faced last week. Last week uh, against a Miami team that was pretty demoralized and, and beat down. What's your thoughts?
1: And not not just a third string quarterback, third string rookie. Yes,
0: yes, that's what so, yes. Yeah, so that
1: yeah. yeah, so that just really piles it on. You see, um, to me. I think every NFL team should carry three quarterbacks, but I guess the Patriots tried to get by with two because it was only going to be four weeks until uh, Brady came back. Right. Because, to me, they they make it easy for a team to carry three quarterbacks because you can make one the emergency quarterback, so that doesn't count as a a roster spot, so that makes it easy. And if you don't want to do that, you could have one on the practice squad. So, because you might not – it's very rare that a team needs three quarterbacks for one game, but Mm -hmm. when a team gets to the point, if they ever get to the point, it doesn't happen much, but it happens. If they got to play a a quarterback, they signed off the street, they are out of luck, and that is ugly, and that's not what you want to see. Because to me, like, the quarterback is like the president of the offense, and, you know, you need – you know that a uh, line of succession. You know, you, you know, you gotta have, you know, the, the the vice president, the the next, and so on and so forth. You can't have just one. It, it's that important, you know. And even if they're durable, you just uh, you never want to go with uh, a guy you signed off the street. Which usually, when teams get in that situation, they try to go with somebody who knows the offense, which makes sense. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, you want to avoid certain situations, you know, Uh, playing, uh, you know, third string rookies and, you know, signing guys off the street. That's what you want to try to avoid. And, you know, it's funny because before the season, uh, some people were saying NFL's got to have some kind of cap exemption. So teams could, uh, uh, you know, a lot more money for backup quarterbacks. And I I don't see that happening. But my thing is, that they never should have got rid of NFL Europe because, especially now, with the way they play college football, they need a place to develop quarterbacks. Right. And that's what NFL Europe was good for. I mean, I mean he wasn't great for that long, but uh wasn't for NFL Europe. Who knows? Maybe uh, Jake DeLome you know, wouldn't have had those good seasons in uh, Carolina because he was a guy before NFL Europe. He was third-string guy in uh, uh, New Orleans, couldn't get on the field. And uh, Kurt Warner played a year in NFL Europe, which, uh, you know, after three years in the Arena League, kind of got him back into playing uh, outdoors uh, 100 yards, you know. And uh, that was one of the positives about NFL Europe was the uh, development of quarterbacks because, uh, you know, it's the catch-22 with some of these guys. You want to experience how they're supposed to get it, you know. And at least there, you know, they're getting, you know, they're playing live games. It's not just practice. Um, But uh, I I still don't get why the NFL pulled the plug in on NFL Europe. But uh, I guess it was costing them a few bucks. And I guess they didn't perceive it as a write-off or an investment. You know, they're a money-making machine, so they don't like to lose money on anything. Um, And it doesn't make sense. And now that, you know, they're talking about putting a team in London, if you cared that much about Europe, why didn't you? Keep uh, NFL Europe going, but
0: uh, you know you never true. you never
1: know the full story with these cats, you know. Um, but uh, I, I was thinking because of the, you know the, they're getting all these shotgun quarterbacks out of the colleges. I was thinking um, you know that and, and this might be the case that maybe there might more teams might be looking into uh, you know smaller colleges, one AA or maybe even Division Two for guys you know, just to look for guys who are playing in more pro-style offenses.
0: Yeah, well, you know, uh, that's why I guess the quarterbacks are are, are a treasured piece in the um, NFL because just look at the quarterback play, especially on the teams that are really bad. Um, And it's not ironic that the Los Angeles Rams, the Cleveland Browns um, have bad quarterback play and are bad teams. Um, You know, a a good quarterback can raise the level of the um, play on the offense and inspire the defense to to give them that much more of an effort. And conversely, a bad quarterback can bring down – uh, a a uh, offense on a team and bring down the uh, want to in the defense because of the um, a futility in trying to play defense against a team or with a team that offense is um, infertile and not not able to score points like the Rams. Unfortunately, Todd Gurley has to be on the team. They haven't scored a offensive touchdown yet in two games. They haven't scored a touchdown. I have to emphasize what I'm saying to you people. They haven't scored a offensive touchdown in two games, eight quarters of regular season play and not scored a touchdown. That's pretty bad. What do you think, Jeff?
1: Yeah, no, I I concur. Um you know, it's especially with this, you know, you know, passing league. You know, you got to have a good quarterback, and you got to have a durable quarterback. And, you know, you know, guys, teams like the Patriots. You know, all those years, you know, Peyton Manning in Indianapolis. You know, you know, they're practically locked into the playoffs. And then there's such a demand, then you see guys like, you know. Brock Osweiler with a a limited resume making a Mm -hmm. chunk of money. Hey, good for him. You know, Mm -hmm. it just goes to show you because these guys don't come available too often. And they'll, you know, or who who is the guy? Uh, Matt Flynn, you know, uh, uh, a couple good games, or I think one good game. Boom. One good game. Made a fortune off it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One good game. Um, uh, And even before him, there was uh, the sack master, Rob Johnson, who understand that guy (laughs) like to me a quarterback who takes too many sacks to me it it, it's almost as bad as throwing an interception because you know sometimes you throw an interception at least at least your wide receiver has a chance to catch it you take a lot of sacks they don't have a chance to catch it you know
0: right Um, right
1: and Especially guys, you know, Rob Johnson kept getting hurt. When's he going to figure out, hey, 300-pound guys are coming after me. i got to get rid of the rock, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, I think his uh, protege, uh, Christian uh, Hackenberg, the Jets drafted. I have no idea why um, because I was not impressed with him at Penn State, but they must have seen something in him. And supposedly uh, they don't like what they've seen in him so far. So – the Jets keep drafting quarterbacks, but it's not working out too well.
0: Right. All right, Jeff, we come to the end of the show. You got something that uh, you want to put out there before we uh uh get out of here.
1: Well, uh yeah. Well, uh I didn't know we're ending so soon, but but it it was a quality show. And uh good luck to everybody and uh to the, to the fantasy uh, GMs that were struggling fight the good fight because uh, it's still early and uh, you could turn it around.
0: Yeah, well, Jeff echoed all all, all that I want to say uh, except for one thing. And I know Jeff wouldn't say that, but I would. Go Texans. <laughs> With that being said, uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy the uh, weekend. Uh Stay tuned for uh, the FSP show on 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday afternoon and the Master Plan um, on uh, 10 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Sunday morning. Uh, Have a good rest of the week. Enjoy the game tonight. And good luck in your fantasy uh, uh, endeavors. Uh, And we're out of here. See ya. Yeah. Mr. Oncubb. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah.